how you know there's good energy when the frequencies are crazy you know what i'm saying (laughs) but yeah what i said was casey you're one of my favorite djs bruh we appreciate you yes thank you so much i really appreciate that appreciate you (laughs) (laughs) yes and also we got a sneak preview of ben williams track that was fire shout out to ben williams in the house b-dub in the house yeah (laughs) so a lot of creative people out here Yes. Good energy tonight. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, coming. thank you, everyone, for coming. Yes, and welcome to Trill Fest. Trill Fest. Our yeah. First yeah, our first night here. And at our podcast, yes. Make Jazz Trill Again. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, so y'all are here. There are people here right now, but eventually people will be listening to this. So if you're listening, we're beaming in at New Blue, 151 Avenue C in the LES. Shout out to New Blue, the whole crew. Yeah, you know I mean, yes. Shout out to Winter Jazz Fest for supporting us as well for yes. making this possible and helping us with our debut and continuing mm-hmm. to support this wonderful project that Mel and I are crafting for you before your very eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and my name is Melanie Charles, and what's your what's your name, girl? My name is Uni Mojica. Yeah, we are your hosts. <laughs> For Make Jazz Chill Again. Can we get around? Yes. (laughs) So, like we said, some people are listening, but for the people that are here, you know, everything's more fun with some alcohol in your system. So Mm -hmm. make sure you go to the bar, you know what I mean? Get you a little sun wet your whistle, you know what I'm saying? Tip your bartender. Tip your bartender. (laughs) Um, Oh, also shout out to Laura Sofia Perez for curating some beautiful visuals. Um, Those of you who are listening, you don't see it, but... Trust me, it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. Shout mm-hmm. out to also Chris Marin, who is our AV producer, audiovisual as well. Holding it down. Holding it down for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Uni, what's up? Okay, so, you know, you just want to like, oh, actually, I brought this Palo Santo spray. Because, yes. you know, you can't like burn things in the venues, but you could, you know, spray a little Palo. So, let's cleanse the, the space. You know what I mean? You know? Yes. Yeah. You got to start fresh. You got to start fresh. <laughs> Um, okay, so Uni, did you what did you think about the Tinder swindler? Oh, so we're gonna get right right into the <laughs> Did you watch it? To the meats and potatoes of what's happening these days. Yes, I did watch Tinder Swindler. <laughs> did y'all watch it? It was crazy to me. Honestly, <laughs> I'm shocked that those ladies fell for fell for all of that. Me too. I'm kind of shocked too. But like I feel like it's a testament to how we all really want love, mm. and love is blind, and you be doing dumb things. I don't think I would do that, but maybe I've the done loans, some silly things The loans love. that um, were taken out, I just was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> but just so y'all know, aside from jazz, we, are, we do get into topics that of the things that we experience in everyday life. So That's right. Just so y'all know. It's a hang. We're talking about everything. We're talking about everything. Yeah. Um, Okay, the Janet documentary. Mm. I loved it. I'm so glad that she got a chance to express her experience um, of how she came came up, Mm -hmm. her childhood, advocating for her brother, Michael, Mm -hmm. um, addressing the scandals that basically bashed her name and yeah. she spoke directly to a lot of the experiences and everything that she went through through the industry and also I loved how she got accounts as well not that she needed it to be validated but just letting everybody know who she is that she is an icon yeah and a queen she is and she deserves to be respected yeah I th- I was very intrigued by what's the dude that was her like collaborator slash lover. What's his name again? <laughs> Renee. I was like, wow. Like he was ride or die. Yeah. Like I feel like he was very instrumental mm-hmm. in her evolution to become like right. Janet. You know what I mean? Like his hands were the hands on the on mm. that album art. Like that's crazy to me. I like, didn't know that. 
Right. I, I was like, this that. is insane. And like, she was so low key with it. We wouldn't have known until now. That but it's a, it's a testament to being someone's muse and the beautiful art that can happen when, you know, two creative people of different mm. um, forms of expression get together. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Amen. So that was cool. Yes. Yeah, Casey. Talk, like, yes. Yeah, what, what's yes, up, Casey? Casey? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yes. The male, I'm, the I'm a man of few words, so, you know, I'll interject, my, interject myself. Yes, here please there, do. You know? Yes. <laughs> What the what did, what were your thoughts on the on the Janet documentary? Well, honestly, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I know a lot of uh, information. So that makes sense. Uh, Any yeah. information? Any insight you want to share? Uh, I think we'll pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll get it out of him. Next but you, time. Know, you know you're you're in the the mists of the create the creativity and the creation of a lot of the, a lot of things that we don't. Well, I will say one thing. Um, so I've been working with Q Tip for the past ten ten years or so, mm-hmm. and you know he he works out of his studio. And um, one time I walked into the studio. You know, I, I forget what records we were working on, but I just walked in and Janet Jackson was there. It was just so random. And then he had Marvin Gaye playing in the background. And uh, she was talking about how, yeah, I remember I was a kid and he was playing this record. And it was just so surreal. Like, I can't even wrap my head around it. So to be in the presence of someone that great and just she's just speaking freely and you know she's she's exactly in my you know my my uh assessment she's exactly who she is on stage she's she's kind of shy but very assertive and very confident yeah Yeah, she's a she's just a strong black woman that's just yeah she's dope dope. (laughs) no no words you know and like also so creative like i feel like she pushed boundaries creatively past her brothers you know what i mean past mj like in a way you know what i mean like she was an art yeah, girl too absolutely. i feel so yeah man thank you for that I, yeah thank you, little, you know, for those of us who are not blessed to be in her presence yeah so close yeah that story is is deep so yeah appreciate mm-hmm. you for sharing that mm-hmm. um well okay well I feel like it's time. I feel like we warmed yes. it up to introduce our special artsy girl tonight. Um, I love her expression, her creativity. Uh, she is a Grammy Award winning vocalist, about it. composer, arranger, yogi, just. Trill Queen. Yes, Trill Queen. Um, mm. Put your hands together for the beautiful and talented Miss Kendra Foster. Yes, with the I'm green and gold keep details. Up with y'all. So beautiful. I'm trying to keep up too. Shoot. Welcome back to the New Blue stage. I know you just performed here like... Was it last year when you did the um when you had the flowers the umbrellas? Oh yes, this is what mm. this was. Jeez, wheeze, was it? No, no, no. I did this more recently, but why can't I remember? <laughs> this is so was terrible. it recent? Because time is crazy. What is time? <laughs> I believe I did this in October, y'all. This is so bad. This is like how much we just keep moving forward. That was with Ray Angry, though, right? No, actually, I did a big production here. Yes, it was in October. Okay. Um, it, where I actually received a grant from City Artist Corp. And so I was able to do a real production. Like, I was able to hire people, mm-hmm. production manager, set designer. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, at this point in my life, I really want to create a production. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing yeah. all the talents because, you know, I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and our choreographer, Lou, um, from D'Angelo and the Vanguard, you know, he was telling me I definitely need to bring that out. And so then also, I really love aesthetics. So um, 
it's I I've actually like a lot of those flowers I created myself. <laughs> Oh, wow. Like, that was, it was gorgeous. Amazing. You made the flowers? Yes, I did. Because so you're an I wanted to on top of it. Yes. That. <laughs> many, many I'm a visual many. artist, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I would claim it. I would have more imposter syndrome around that, but I do create visual art. And so the thing is, like, from here on out, I just decided, and honestly, the person that inspired this is when I went to Afropunk right before the pandemic. <laughs> When, <laughs> uh, yes. when when I went to Afropunk as an attendee and not like, you know, behind or whatever. And I was totally turned out. I loved it. And everybody ripped up the stage. But when FKA Twigs came out, it was like she transformed the whole entire mm, stage. Yes, production. You know, it was an entire, and it just, and it also showed me that I don't have to one, two, three, four, five, six while I'm trying to sing because it's very important that I don't uh, compromise or sacrifice the the singing and the performance. And for yeah. me. You know, people can do that. Like, I watched Chris Brown when he was very young, like, not lip sync, like, do all that stuff and be running and all that. But for me, I was like, ooh, I can sing and then I can dance and then I can sing and then I can do a production. And then when I was like, why do I want to (laughs) do all this? And someone reminded me, well, you did come from P-Funk. So... You touch. You're touching on so many things that I wanted to ask you. Like, oh. let's, uh, rewind. For those of y'all who don't know about Kendra, she has been a part of P Funk's band, and also, as she referenced just recently, D'Angelo's Vanguard as well. So, if you don't know now, you know. Yeah. So, because of performing and being in that space, it has infiltrated your expression of a complete experience, not just the music, but the visual, the feeling, the energy in the room. Yes, it's it's always been there. Mm-hmm. I think right. I think but I come had to come full circle to it. Yeah. Um and it's like creating a world that people can experience. And so as long as at the root of it, the music is trill. Yes. (laughs) Like, as long as it's like everything, then all the other stuff is really more of an accessory to it. Yeah. Not to devalue those components, but that's the core. Yeah, and I know what you mean. That's exactly what I was thinking when you were saying you don't want to devalue that component, but it's part of the, the sensory experience when it comes to reaching and speaking to yes the people that we're trying to talk to and expressing every emotion that that's a piece of you in the music so it adds to that experience to its full to the full potential yes and that's what and from what you're saying that's what you're trying to do oh yeah i want a multi-sensory experience you know when i can like i can't wait to like really bring out the props like you know with with funkadelic they had a whole enormous like skeleton head on the stage like smoking a joint they had underwater experiences they and so for me, and I also miss those like type of productions that aren't just pyrotechnics and like, you know, not that all of that's good, but like just that there's maybe even a narrative behind the vibration or just a world like, yeah. I mean, I, so, okay. So at this point, you know how obsessed I am with Promise to Stay Here. That song is so good like i've been had liked it for a couple of years now and then i decided to revisit it again and the i was like let me okay when i like a song i listen to it on repeat but then i also go find it live and i saw this version of you with a guitarist and he was he was in his bag but your phrasing, you were pulling the beat back in this way. And I was like, she sings. Like, that's not no, you know, whatever. Like, that is like, ooh. And then I saw a video of you singing at Sweet Rhythm. <laughs> 
Well, Melody, I'm so glad that you brought that up. When you're finished, I will go ahead and tell you why. That's even more interesting. Go ahead. I'm done. Because when I did that show at Sweet Rhythm, it was so long ago, first of all. And I was trying to just, I was thinking about moving to New York. And my brother Saunders Sermon. Saunders! (laughs) Like, invited us to play the show at a club in New York. It's called Sweet Rhythm, and I guess formerly Sweet Basil. And so Saunders at the time, now, and everybody knows Saunders Sermon. Speaking of a basil! Basil! Basil in the house. Um, you playing that gig, Basil? Yes! yes. So, Basil Vajovic. Who is here? Did I say here. it right? Vajovic. Wow. Was Saunders had pulled him, and I can't. Unfortunately, I can't at the moment remember the rest of them. But Saunders was living <laughs> at your auntie's house. That's right, he was living <laughs> at my auntie's. <laughs> house. Oh, Excuse me, not wow. to tell This is crazy it's just information and business. <laughs> but that's my brother. We go back. And that's my brother too. So super I far back since I was twenty something. So. Damn. Oh. Yeah, so he was staying with you. So we were all up in your your house. You were there too at the time. I, I don't think I was there. I don't think I hung sure? with y'all. Like I mean, not time hanging with there. us, but I think you might have been staying I did ha- yes. there. I had a room right next door. Yes, <laughs> telling your business. Oh too. my god! Hello. No, but we want to hear this. But right? it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful, and um, and so that's what I keep thinking. You know, as time goes on. Anyways, we played Sweet Rhythm, and that was a big deal for me. You know, honestly, it was that week. That made me decide to move here. Really? Yes. Well, you like watching that video, like I felt that energy. Like you were singing your songs. You had the backup singers and everything. You know what I mean? And like who has the budget for the backup singers? It's not even about that. They just wanted to like sing with you. Like it was a really dope energy. And like sweet, you were so ahead of your time I feel like for doing that kind of thing and like you were singing that song like you Ben had wrote that song that's another thing is that people see you working with this and this person they think that this person like but like you Ben was about that like that's another thing that I really love it's so true Melanie I'm so glad that you acknowledged that because I when I think about all the, the timeline I'm just like oh yeah by then, I had already created that song. That also tells you how long sometimes it takes an artist to get something out. Like, I created that one in 2007, 2006. And I, and it was done. You know, done, done. Like, I'm performing it live. Like, you know, which I notoriously, y'all, I notoriously perform stuff before I release it. I you am going to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. for a long time. <laughs> Why you feel like it's better to like save it till after you put it out? I think it's nice to test it out and yeah, or even hear different musicians interpret your music too Mm -hmm. at the same time, and then it may take may evolve into different shapes. It's true, and I think like because since I've been like Professor Kenna, Professor Kendra Foster, I one thing I would say that I even learned from that was just being careful to not overly tease the people, you know? So, like, if they fall in love with it, they should be able to go get it. And then on the flip side, like, for our livelihood and for us to survive doing this. But, I mean, I'm I'm still, like, love leaking stuff. You know, I'm not going to yeah. stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there is something to making them wait for it and really, like, ask for it so that when it's there, they actually are prepared to receive, you know? It's both. Because sometimes people sit on stuff forever, and that's not good. I feel like you sit on things. I feel like I you know. have more that you could. I need more of you. Yeah. Like, I keep game. Come on. Y'all, let me tell you, this is great, since we could talk about anything and everything yeah. so so i'm not signed i'm i have a pub deal but i'm 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 an independent artist and i have my own little label ear candy which i'm the only person on the roster and you know you go through dealing with lots of people like at one time you know during the grammys it was a perfect storm i got a pub deal i could invest in myself i could pay a pr company and they wouldn't just like float me over because there was newsworthy stuff it just was a perfect storm um but 
Oh my goodness, I'm losing my point here. <laughs> Independent, okay. But then there's that point where after all of that kind of fades away, which in this time can be very fast. Like that was 2016. 2016. So the thing is that you have lots of people telling you things like, we got to plot it out and you don't want to just throw things out there. And yeah. you, But if you don't have your contacts to the press anymore, yo, okay, player got turned upside down. Like it's... Right. And before the scandals, you know, mm-hmm. so anybody that was like, you know, loving on me that, you know, shout out to Kevito. Um, and, and, and so when you're here, when you're at this point where you, it's like, you, maybe you don't do enough shows because it's, it's like a catch 22, mm-hmm. you know, you get the Grammys, you do whatever, but do you book? Well, do this, do that. And I had been touring, you know, a long time. That's why my manager at the time, Rashidi Hendricks, was like, Kendra, you have to start being you at some point. So it's just hard because I think now at this point I'm getting frustrated. So I'm just about like, I'm about to just drop stuff. Like I have a whole album. It's been three years, Mm y'all. And because it's multi-produced, like multi-producers, Um, it's just like a quilt. All this stuff has been written. It's been cut. It's mm-hmm. like mixing and mastering is all it needs and maybe some few good videos. Sometimes mm-hmm. that stuff takes money. Sometimes that stuff is like different people feeling different ways at different times, trying to yeah. get stems. It's it's but I think now, like, and if y'all knew, <laughs> sometimes my friends get really, really mad because I bring home stuff from the lab and they're like this is like I'm annoyed. Like this yeah. is too much heat. Like, um, maybe, maybe and I, yeah, you know, I and happen. and I want to. It's like some days I'm just like I'm just gonna drop something today. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. what is the independent plan? You know, yeah. um, what is the independent mm. plan for plotting for working with what you have when mm-hmm. you know those things are not always just right there. And and yeah. sometimes you think they're there for someone. I'm sure that with my beautiful victories and successes mm-hmm. and my dreams come true really mm-hmm. working with George and D mm-hmm. you know you may not know like sometimes and George tried to tell me this George Clinton himself you know Kendra you'll be surprised when it, you're trying to link up with people when you're trying to pursue stuff like and he's a legend mm-hmm. yeah yes wow you know it's Interesting because there's no set formula, but people try to tell you that there's a mm-hmm. formula to things. And I'll hear stories where um, art, you'll hear about artists' records coming out after they pass away because things have been in the can for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we'll get a, a release of Thelonious Monk, like recent Palo, Palo Alto just came out. Like, where was that? Why didn't that come out? You know, at that time, monk. it's a whole, it's a <laughs> yeah. monk. So it's like, it's okay. Be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that goes for every, every artist out there. You know, uh, yeah. just today on the way here, I was listening to um, a Jay Electronica record with Jay-Z. And apparently, um, shout out to Chris, who told me that that album was sitting in the can for like 10 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, there's no, there's no formula, but sometimes people don't understand be like, Oh, when are you going to come out with a project? There's yeah. a process, but then there's, there might be politics involved. Yeah. Or, you know, there's, there's a whole world that so many people don't understand yeah. when it comes to releasing your own music. But it is hard when you talk about what is the indie plan? Like what is, you don't have that power. The, first of all, the idea of a label is so crazy now. Like, what is, right. is a label? Just a bank. You oh know? yeah. So you know, artist development and like all these things that we used to have, like all these different committees and boards, and that make you know help make things happen is not the same. And then you want full control over your art. You know, you have your own label. You're like, I have my own label. I release my own, but. It's so hard to just do it on your own or maybe you have, you know, someone that helps you out, you know, but like money isn't the same as you mentioned FK Twigs and all, you know, all these people like it's so sometimes it like makes me sad, you know, like I feel like we should be throwing money. They should just be throwing money, money at you. Because they monetize on you you at the same time. I think that um, now... 
maybe because luckily we're in an age of discovery, like where people are looking for things. And I, I, fight, I personally fight against an algorithm. So anybody that, like, you know, if you want to check me out on Spotify, please go find me because they've got me still locked into sounds like P-Funk and stuff. Mm. And I, I did, a, yeah, I got two Grammys for D'Angelo and the Vanguard. Like, why am I not sounds like... So right, I'm almost true. trapped in that's an true. algorithm, you know. Um, and so, mm-hmm. so wow, it's that's a whole mm-hmm. that's a whole nother. Mm-hmm. And so, what it ends up being is like not to be like you know we're scrambling, you know, like we're not getting fair market value for our streams. And then you have to split that. Speaking of a deal, then you have to split that with the label, which they take your masters. And then they decide when they get licensed and they do all that. And, you know, um, at the end of the day, it's not if I could get a deal and it was righteous and it worked Mm -hmm. out for me, I would be glad to have it because being a one woman show, like trying to do everything, marketing and all that is difficult. However, I am thankful for the freedom. I figured that Mm -hmm. if this is how it's gone in my life, God must want me to be the captain of my ship. Amen. And that at this point, we do have we do have avenues. Mm -hmm. We do have places where we can put stuff up for free. We do Mm -hmm. have is it you are you kind of drowning sometimes? Yeah. But I think that also maybe something that I've been trying to do forever, but it's like and that I got from a young idea that I got from a younger artist is maybe creating a business plan mm-hmm. so that you can find financiers or angel investors or you know uh and 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 so that it looks like a viable plan. You know, I guess it's a long road crowdfunding almost mm-hmm. like what that does, but mm-hmm. you find the people, and then when you, it's not like that they just see you're great and they're just like, I mean, because it would be great like for someone. Like patrons, like Mozart yes. and them. They had people like that just invested in their creativity. And Absolutely. Stuff. Right, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you raise a point that just sparked something in my mind that, you know, you have all these, artists have all these things to consider myself as a business, as an artist, mm-hmm. and then you also have to think of yourself as a as a human being. So then that's talking about your own finances as well, mm-hmm. retirement plan. Like, I encourage anyone and everyone to open up a Roth IRA and all those types of things. We suck at that. You know, suck at those things. It's like, if y'all don't know what a Roth IRA is, like, look it up. And there are other things you can put in your portfolio (laughs) and go to somebody that doesn't do commissions. Some of us just started doing our taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Taxes. (laughs) Because we only get cash at the gig. Where is my 1099? Y'all, I think BMI neglected to send me a 1099 one year. It was really, and they put, and who, somebody put my wrong tax ID on my thing, you know, or did a wrong digit or something. You know, I mean, but I guess we're all human. We're all human. I mean, we're we're spirits having a human experience. Yes. Um, okay. Okay, this is okay. First of all, this is so dope. Like Kendra Foster, like, yes, Queen. Drop yes! A I'm, I'm quite honored to be here and be on y'all's podcast. I have to say, like, you know, like you said, I haven't done many, but like when I got your out your correspondence, I was like, yes. <laughs> First of all, I almost like responded immediately because I was like, Melanie Charles, what have I done to deserve this honor? Like, as yes, so I'm an it's an honor. And uni, you know, uni, you know, know. uni is the secret sauce. Yes, you already know. But uh, another reason why I was like, we have to have Kendra is because I'll never forget at Zinc Bar, Casey, you were DJing, I think, that night. Yeah, yeah. Blue after dark. Uh-huh. Um, shout out to Revive. Yes. Yeah. Megan and Megan. Megan. Megan um, and you know it was a jam session, and you sang. Was it was it Moody's mood for love around midnight? I the only thing I can remember right now is doing. Guess who I saw? Today. Guess who I saw today? And you saying that I was like, yo, she's true. Cause like you're clearly a student of the jazz tradition. Mm-hmm. And 
all of the black expressions and you're not limited by any like, oh, I have to sound like Sarah Vaughn. I have to sound like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like you sound like you doing the tunes. And I was like, yo, this is fire. (laughs) Girl, first of all, I'm a closet jazz musician. (laughs) Um, I I actually was in the jazz studies and commercial music program at Florida A&M University, Rattlers. And, um, and, and Sarah Vaughn was my first love and I found her like at 16. Cause honestly, like show tunes and musical theater was like my thing for a second. And then I found jazz. I was like, jazz. Oh, this is like, okay. And then I went there. And so my first love was Sarah sassy and so then it was like I was all obsessed in high school and everything like that and then coming to college like that was really how I started my career was going to a a jam session slash poetry reading where there were no singers you know it was kind of like and I got up and I was like excuse me I'm like 18 excuse me I'm 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 having wardrobe malfunctions excuse me um can I sing a song and I know they were like oh lord here we go but I was like um I would like to do Lullaby of Birdland, you know? And they were like, okay, wait a minute. So after that, they made me, one of the bass player made me a mixtape with like Betty Carter and all that. And so I was able to like really, and and for me after a while, because my, a trumpet player was my mentor and he was like a very hardcore shedder. Like, like that's how I learned the word shed. Whitney Russell, his name is Whitney Russell. He was, he came up with Roy. Mm, shout out to um, Roy. Yes, Roy, Roy Hardgrove. That's how I even knew because I was hearing about him probably before, and um, and 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 he kind of you know saw something and then started grooming me for gigs. But like jazz, so then I came. So what we would do is we would go to the neighboring college because I went to an HBCU. So we didn't have all the resources, even though we were the the, the bomb. And so we would go to FSU and we would use our student IDs to check out boxes every day, every week of a different artist, Jimmy Heath, this one, that one, and make jazz mixtapes. Okay, <laughs> and and you hit you hit record on the cassette. Yes, like straight up tapes, cassettes, yes. y'all. So yes. I'm telling my age. Um, and so after a while, I would emulate instrumentalist more because he was like, okay, this is one way you shake, make lick tape, and you could go get licks of each that you like from each you know horn player, whatever, and then you practice them over and over again, move them through the keys, and then maybe insert them into your vocabulary just to get you jump started in terms of improv and things like that. And so one of our professors saw us in the library, and so when I went to them and I was like, hey, I want to be in the jazz studies program, they didn't have a singer track. They didn't have that at all. And so, but because he'd seen me and I was already gigging, like by that point I'm gigging in clubs. I'm at all the jam sessions with, and, um, and so they let me join as a vocalist and I just kind of moved through the program with instrumentalists and I joined the, the, the big band and all of that. So my thing was when I moved to New York, if y'all only knew how often I shedded getting ready to come to a jam session, but didn't go. <laughs> now if I try to go I, my shed is not tight on that but like I would really get in on it and just never go because I was like I gotta I, like if I go you know even for anybody Damn. I know I got can't be like tearing my drawers up in this thing so I you know really <laughs> went to very few over and I've been here like 10 to 13 years so luckily just by maybe it's God and the ancestors I have seen the inside enough of I've not enough never enough of of blue note you know just yeah. winding up there you know yeah. still not yet I would love to do a straight ahead jazz album and I'm more like in that like that that frame of like straight ahead like swinging like back in the day yes. so I would y'all be, hear that I'm no. voting to produce that on that, that record yes, I'm yes. putting my name in the yes. bucket yes like, yes, let yes, let yes, there, okay? yes let's do well, it since since you mentioned that you were jazz head we got yes. a little trill pop quiz for you. Yes. No, please. Yes. Trill pop <laughs> quiz. It's been a yes. long time. Listen, don't be scared. I think. I think. You, no, you're gonna pass the quiz. You're gonna pass no, the quiz. Well, and if you don't, don't, that's fine too. That means we all learned something. Yeah. Okay. Together. Okay. Today. Let's yeah. do okay? it. Okay. So, question number one. Jeez. Trill trivia. Let's go. Trill trivia. <laughs> Which musician? 
was the pianist featured on John Coltrane's album, Blue Train. A, Wynton Kelly. B, Tommy Flanagan. C, McCoy Tyner. Or D, Kenny Drew. This one gets me every time. Now I can't remember what instruments everybody play. I'm going to, McCoy Tyner. No, no, he doesn't play a piano. Yeah, he doesn't yes, play he piano. does. Who is the pianist? They all pianists. They said the pianist for that one. I see. I'm. It's okay. I'm gonna say McCoy Tyner, even though I know it's not right. All right, Casey. Who 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 we got? Watch it be like Wayne Kelly. I don't know what he plays either. Kenny I'll... Drew. Kenny Drew. Kenny Drew. I don't even know who that is anymore, if at all. What other records did Kenny Drew do? I'm gonna have like, to look up Kenny Drew because honestly, I that would have that would have totally jarred something. That That's somebody I don't know. It's a trick question. It's yeah. a trick question. Kenny Drew. Kenny Drew. People always say McCoy Tyner. Yeah. That's the go-to. So Okay. Okay, Kenny Drew. I'm gonna have to look up Kenny Drew. I wouldn't have gotten that even in school. <laughs> so that was a trill quiz. Now we have trill homework. Mm -hmm. All right, that's why word. Look up Kenny Drew. Trill, trill tests. Numero dos. Which alto saxophonist no. did not play? Okay. With Miles Davis. Oh jeez. A. Jackie McLean. B. Kenny Garrett. C. Cannonball Adderley. Or D. None of the above. None of the above. Kenny Garrett didn't ever. No, yeah, maybe he's too modern. No, you're right. It is D. It, none of the above. No, it was none you're of the right. above. Because right, I'm right, right. the Kenny real Kenny G. I could have sworn. I, okay, okay. You're right. You're okay. right. Now, each, for all y'all who don't know, each saxophonist on that list. Played with Miles yeah. Davis. Okay. Was Kenny was... on the on the Human Nature one? Yes. Woo! Exactly. That groove on that. <laughs> that right there. Every every alto player. Every alto player. Every alto player. Every every every. All right, and oh God. You got two more. You did good. You did good. Which vocalist recorded an album? With Ray Charles. A, Billie Holiday. B, Betty Carter. C, Ella Fitzgerald. Or D, Dinah Washington. Dinah. I want to say, and I could be so wrong. I w because part of me would want to go to Ella, but I'm going to say Dinah. I, I, I feel like Dinah... If I thought of it, Dinah would be the one, but I'm going to say Dinah, even though it may be more likely would be Ella. I'm going to say Dinah. Dinah Washington. Okay. What do we got? I don't know where. My man is Betty. Betty. Oh, Betty Carter what did an album. Oh, my God. Baby, it's called Yeah, iconic. What? I didn't see y'all. Not know that y'all are teaching me trill teaching. Trill homework. Trill homework. Hashtag trill teachings. But actually, Casey, I'm so happy you chose that tune <laughs> because it is leading me to a question that I wanted to ask you. Like uh, last year, I was blessed to get a gig at Jazz Lincoln Center singing with Wynton Marsalis. And I had to sing this song tight. Yes. And I have a confession to make. I sucked. I sucked. No, you because didn't. I no, was there. What? It's I fine. Because totally you doubt learn, that. you grow, you learn. It's fine. Ah. But the reason why I feel like I sucked is because I was focused on the fact that, oh my God, I'm singing with Wynton Marcellus in a Jazz Lincoln Center Orchestra instead of just singing the music and being present. That's why I felt like I it's sucked. It's so hard so to do. That's why I wanted, because you've sung with so many icons how do you show up in your full self in those moments like it takes a second um i think that um 
Yeah, you do have to get up, get out of your head after a while. Because the first time I ever had that moment was when George called me down to the stage, to the front. Because I would be afraid to even be in the back. I'd be asking for permission to get on the risers. And he called me down. He was like, do that you know, thing that we did, because we recorded a thing called Bounce to This, that ultimately we would end up performing on Jay Leno and Carson Daly. But he'd already created this song, and there were so many people he tried to, like, sing the lead on it. And I would be like, they sound amazing. Like, what do you want me to do with this thing? You know, so I did it. And so then he called me down to, like, do it. And that was crazy. I was, like, 20... two maybe and I was just like it was was more people than I'd ever seen in my life but I'd also had been performing a lot by this point so it was almost like a moment I've been waiting for slash like scary as hell you know right but after that after a while I have to say about George Andy I've never been a background singer singing with those Because George, for George, everybody who's in the front, really. And with D, his thing, there was even a point at the end where he wanted to have each background singer individually, like on a pole, like in in their own space. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in that environment, in both environments were very encouraging for me to be my full self without Mm -hmm. taking away from what was going on Mm -hmm. so that I could bring a hundred percent to the situation. Mm-hmm. I think in these, because it's so, we were so much more rehearsed because by this point, P-Funk had been done the rehearsal stuff. Now they were just riding off of like magic. And then every time we do like a television performance, actually do a rehearsal. With D, it was like James Brown. Like, so where to find the spaces and see the spaces and that I knew needed filling, but, you know, being bold and courageous. And also observant enough to know where I could do it like for really love in the beginning we just had this it just went black and we would then hear the monologue and all of this stuff and I was just like when we first when we did the Apollo with D'Angelo and the Vanguard I wanted so bad like part of me wanted to jump out and improvise during that space because I think there was even like maybe some light there so I actually was like, all right, I'm not going to improvise. I'm going to choreograph a thing. And then I'm going to tell the lighting person to go ahead and drop a light in that spot. And then I'm going to ask Ben, where where does that thing stop and start? And so I created something and I took a chance. And one night, you know, like they dropped the light. I went out there and I did the thing. And I I knew I was like, I don't know what's going to happen after this. I might be fired, whatever. But he was like, I don't know. All I heard was was like applause before I came out there. And the choreographer, because we had a resident choreographer, was like, yeah, it was amazing. You know, so like finding that way. But I think it just gets easier, too. Like if you were on the road with Wynn Marcellus, like by the second date, you would be... You would be Betty Carter or somebody like that. Like you would, you you settle into it, and then I was blessed to have the confidence of those people busting out of my shirt. Right. So you you felt like you could, like you were in a safe space because they believed in you, and so you're like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. Like that's why they called me. So I'm just gonna do what I do. It was it was a walk to that process, but Mm. to that place but yes it, it, and I have to say they were very nurturing and I've been blessed because they're the only two um things on my resume you know but they are so wonderful I never well, had well those one. are two <laughs> yeah. situations yeah. that's just yeah fine. It's, it's, it sounds like it's it's about the relationship the environment because you know when you play with your homies you, you feel free and then when you're, you're in a space of unfam- unfamiliarity it's that's when the nerves settle in the self-doubt settles in Mm -hmm. and fighting against that is in in that given point in time is really gonna um speak to who you are and who your purpose and you got to trust yourself to to trust what god's instilled in you i think honestly my issue the most has been like even as a solo solo artist especially as a solo artist it's like i know how to show time I know how to be safe. I know how to do the things that will do the things. Mm-hmm. What's the hardest thing to do is to root in and radiate. Mm. 
and let people come into my world instead of trying to reach out and grab everybody, you know, and then doing what's natural. So if it's natural to stay still, not being afraid to do that. And if it's natural to move or do something, not being afraid to do that. And I will say like George Andy both were like awesome, awesome examples of performing without pretense and performing with purity. And like, if I'm a trip, I'm a trip. If I'm a, you know, I'm just going to put whatever I do, I'm going to throw my entire self out here, which is very vulnerable, super vulnerable. I Yes. And I also think it's because you and all of them understand that it's bigger than, oh, I'm coming out here to sing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you were really destined to do this you were blessed with this divine gift. And if anything, it would be disrespectful to not live in your greatness. And I think that that's what, if we, like, people like Jay Horde, like, shout oh, out to Jay Horde. Like, Jay I feel Horde. like he is yeah. a great Embody embodiment himself. of that. Like, he is not about, like, oh, I'm, si-. no, like, he's just, I am me. You know, <laughs> and it sucks you in. And maybe you feel like maybe that's something that you feel like you struggle with, but I feel like you do that. And I feel like every, like, expression in whatever art form you're using like we're all like oh what's going oh i like this that's because i try i really 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 try because the other thing y'all like is also trying to remember to enjoy it Mm. I never so enjoy it. It's I, like I never I'm, I'm kind of like uh, it's not until like it warmed up. Sometimes before it, it happens, like I'm it. like I can't wait till it's over. Yeah, and it's I, not it. really that I live you for this, us. you know. But, <laughs> but it's hard work. Yes, and 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 opening up is exceptionally hard. You know, especially when you have people that you know you already love you for what you do. So you're like, I want yeah. to keep you. I want yeah. to keep you. <laughs> And then just also like on a spiritual level, like all the energy of encountering audience and like, you know, and and just, I'd be tired the next day after when it's like my own thing. Like as a side man, it's fun. You just show up and be cute. But like when it's your thing, it's like, it's draining. Absolutely. You got to handle everything. You got to think about everybody else. You got to think about your music. You got to show up. You got to look cute. You got to do that. Da, 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 got to talk to people. You got to talk, talk to people. Afterwards. After. And before. And before. And before. Oh, no. I hide before. Because, see, I feel like I have to go into character. It's like if I talk to y'all too much, I don't know if I can look at y'all when I get up here. Especially the type of stuff that I be up to, you know. Ooh. You know what? I love you saying that because people always want to talk to you before the show. How do you feel okay with like being like, yo, I can't talk to you? I got to be feeling bad well, to be like, I can't talk to What's you. a good exit line? It's honestly <laughs> the best In exit. <laughs> you know, because that's one of the things that George would say. Like he would do his best to avoid anybody before he would go so he could really fully get into character and whatnot. But for me, no, I, I, I do. I go, I get missing. I'm either in the bathroom, like, especially here. I just go get up in that bathroom right there. I'm doing my makeup. I'm doing nervous peas. I'm doing all this stuff. And, and, or I've just tried to find a place. And especially because I think entrances are really important too. You know, especially if you gotten all dressed up and things like that, you want it to be kind of a whole, like, cause for me as an audience member, I love that sort of reveal. So, like, if there's ever green room, a dressing room, uh, you know, and if there's not, like, I'm probably outside around the corner or I'm in the bathroom or I'm somewhere where I can also, like, really try to get, go in and get grounded and get ready. Because if I'm not in contact with anybody, then I can, I don't remember that I know everyone and that there is a difference between who I am when I'm amongst folks and who I am when I get to be anybody that knows me would know that I'm pretty goofy. You know what I'm saying? But when I, when I get up here, I get to be, you know, grand dame or whatever it is, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's an area of solace that you need to tap into. Cause I know as a horn player, I'm like, I got to get the melody right. I got to get the melody right. If I fuck up this melody, that's it. So that's one piece that when I need my silence, 
I need to make and sure. And your breath and all of everything. the, everything. All of that. So I think we always thinking like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that. Like the actions and like practicing or whatever. But like just as important, I think we really do need to think about what our spirit needs. And like, you know, I, you, you're a yogi. Are, did, are you a yoga? Do you teach sometimes too? Oh no, I do not teach. Do you yoga. ever see yourself? I feel like you would be a great yoga teacher. You know what's funny is I think I wouldn't be a bad yoga teacher either. Because once I get an authority on something, mm-hmm. then also just the desire to share something that I feel like is healing with people like mm-hmm. would drive me. But really, I've been a practitioner for now like 12 years or so. And I started with Stephanie Battle at Sacred Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that I found, because the reason why I started, and you know, I take a yoga class or two before, mm-hmm. and it was hot yoga, which I thought I'd be too claustrophobic for. And it wasn't... Um, it was it what was it Bikram? No, it was not Bikram because it, at this particular studio, we've been aware that Bikram had had some nefarious. <laughs> um, and mm. for me, what I love about hot vinyasa is that it's not like position hold, position right. hold, and right. it's the same thing all the time. It's yeah. not that mm-hmm. I need like if I'm moving through a practice of and and the beauty about oh, and this is a great thing because I to sum up yoga. Is that it's a moving meditation. Mm-hmm. It is not about squeezing yourself into a pretzel. Yeah. It's about the breath. It's about alignment because a lot of these things will deal with your thyroid, your this, your that, mm-hmm. your organs. Um, most importantly, what I love about yoga is that there is n- not supposed to be any competition, especially with yourself. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you get to meet, you are supposed to. It's the one place where I can meet myself where I am and be okay with that. And that practice of meeting yourself where you are and being okay with that, uh, yes. like with your voice. If your voice can't run up a scale um, like that day, it's not probably supposed to. And Belita Woods, one of my idols... Well, that I met through P-Funk, Belita Woods, look her up, Brainstorm, Journey to the Light. Um, that's the, the album, Journey to the Light. Anyway, <laughs> Brainstorm is a group she was with. Uh, so she was like, look, baby, you know, one day you may have two na- notes, one day you may have however many, but you got to just sing from your heart and let it come out. Um, because you know, it's all kinds of things, no matter what you do to take care of your voice that could happen. And the same with your body, same with your person, you know, every day you're not going to wake up all ready for the world and you have to be compassionate with that, you know, Mm. but that's, that's, that was my thing with yoga. Mm. Also, by the way, on, on the physical tip, you know, after you got into all the moving meditation, all that, I also noticed that yoga was very sculpting. It is surprising. Physically, people don't believe. They don't know. Yes, your body be like. It's yeah. like cutter. It's definitely so. It, you know, and it looks natural you. though. It doesn't look aggressive. Yes, it's like a nice little tightening. Yeah, but <laughs> the breath. <laughs> then you, <laughs> it really was. I was like, wait a minute. I am doing no cardio, <laughs> and this is happening. But um, Kendra, you said something when you walked in today that you said, "I'm just trying to meet myself." Mm-hmm. Where I'm at. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> <laughs> if only. And that just speaks to everything in this part of the conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I guess the lesson seeped in. But yoga's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, ironically, during the pandemic, in terms of like taking care of yourself, because I had just done a. Uh, the pilot, I guess, for the production that I did more recently um, in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was already recovering from it because I put every, I didn't have a grant. And I like, it was like paper clips and whatever to put everything together to make it a production. And it was so depleting. Um, I was already depressed. I was depressed and had cycled through it. Cause you know, you're talking about what it takes after you performed and everything. And at that point, that was my first time, like really doing the dance and all. So the pandemic actually, I was like, 
Oh, well, forget it then. Like, I had just, <laughs> I just got back up on my feet. I was like, and you know what? This time, I get to be depressed. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to fight it. I'm going to let it be what it is. And that was one positive thing. Yeah. But also, I realized I started taking better care of myself yeah. during it because I was not taking, like, my supplements. I was not doing those things. Even if I would practice yoga, even I take a lot of dance classes, especially you know, in the African diaspora. Um, and yeah, like, but it's, it's so important, you know, because the thing is we're vessels and we're channeling so much. And if you're a channel, it's just like a firefighter or somebody has to do extra things to take care of for the like level of work they're going into. That means you are open for a lot of stuff to come through. So there's extra care that maybe the next person may not have to take that we have to take for ourselves yeah. to gain yeah. mental stability and balance to yeah. to take a little time, especially if you're performing. There was a study done that said that like touring and stuff is equivalent to like being in the army or something like that. There's a level I of know, debriefing that's right. that has to happen because you have a life that a lot of people don't. You're moving in this other kind of way that beckons when you're done for the wheels just turning. Yeah. Yeah. Other people can't necessarily relate yeah. to it. It Sometimes. looks like a dream. Right. But they're not. They don't know the work the that goes into they it. Think it's a vacation. And yeah, it's yeah. right. You're <laughs> doing what you was, love, and you're going all over the world. And you're. But if you, um, but 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 it's but it's 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 that you're standing in front of so much energy coming at you. And any of us, even performers, on a day-to-day -day basis, we're not encountering 25 to no. 5,000 to 50,000 people. It's unnatural. Energy directed Ooh. at us. That's yeah, deep. it's a lot. It's that a is lot. in and of itself enough of a reason to like need extra Have care. Have some kind of spiritual practice. like All of food, that. Right? Meditation, that. foods, Meditation. supplements. Like whatever it is and keeping to try to keep level because you know there are days when you wake up and it's hard to get out of bed. Yeah. And sometimes maybe so. there's a routine. I've had, yeah. medit that's another thing. I've never been good at meditation on my own, but I found some guided meditations that like sometimes it's just like, Kendra, just turn it on. Turn the phone off <laughs> and turn it on before you do anything, before you answer that text, before you do anything that's just going to, like 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 trigger you know good bad or whatever i just had an idea i feel like we should do like a a, a like a tat, like a connection with this podcast with each episode and be like Kendra's list and like you let us know what like guided oh, meditations yeah. you like oh, oh like, yeah we you could like put to do your that African in the description you know what I mean like, alright you. Right. you know cause you suggested I, I think I guided taken, no. meditations yeah. I did create on my YouTube channel <laughs> okay if yeah, anybody would like YouTube. to it's Kendra Foster if anybody would like to subscribe okay I, I have a musician's meditation pack which it's like it starts with it one is. of my favorite meditations to start the day, and then the next one that follows is kind of wake is a binaural beat like to wake you up, Fire. and the next one is like a focus or drive binaural beat, and then all the way through the day until the night and something mm -hmm. to kind of you know put you to bed or whatever. That's good. So we'll have the link to that so we could get our vibrations on. That's sold up. I yes. need that. Thank you. Okay. So Kendra, like, yes. where where can we tell our audience to follow you? Your website, all of that stuff before we close out. Oh, yes, wow, episode. we're done already. I have yeah, so much <laughs> I know. And also what what is to come? What should we be prepared yeah. for? Like, oh my gosh. Okay. So, you know what? Let me go ahead and take this opportunity cuz I know everybody going to be listening to y'all. Yeah. So, the thing is is number one you can follow me at mz kendra foster and that's at ig twitter facebook fan page whatever um and the other thing is that uh there's a couple things coming up for me that's those are the main things kendrafoster.com kendrafoster.net it flips back and forth um you can go check that out too most importantly, Instagram. But uh, second of all, like I've released a couple things. I released a single called Here, 
I also, with the Fawn Sound System uh, Collective, which I recently joined, uh, released a single called Turn. Um, so if y'all want to check that out. The other thing is that I started uh, an episodic uh, series called Kenna's Vault, which is on Patreon which is where I take like deep dives into my vault. Like basically like, you know, I'm just playing it. I'm not playing it live, but I, it's a listening party. And we play stuff that's unreleased that's in my vault because I am so anxious and want to get stuff to people. So that's on Patreon and all the stuff is in my link tree. The other last two things is that I, I'm now offering uh, creative critique sessions where I, I at NYU, um, I mentor outgoing students on their like capstone projects and things like that. And so what I decided to offer the world is that you can bring a work or works of concern into my Zoom room and we'll trouble, I'll listen, we troubleshoot, we workshop uh, or begin workshopping. And it's, um, yeah, so that's, that's that. And that's then- dope. I dropped two NFTs. Yes. I was going to so. ask you about the NFT life. Yes. <laughs> so, which is, I think every artist should take advantage of, because once mm-hmm. I saw what the visual artists were doing, I was like, yo, man. That's and then the seeing what some of the musical artists like done yes. since I was like, what does music do with this? And yeah. of course, then I was like, okay, that's enough. I was already checking it out. Let me yeah. get on it, even if it's a little... So basically, the two NFTs I created, because I've been doing like artwork with like collaging with obsessive photographs that I take all the time of things. So so the first NFT I did is more of an experience. Like not only do you get the token and the beautiful artwork, but you also get nine shows um, that are acoustic and in an intimate setting okay. where it's me and always just me and one other instrumentalist. Um, doing oh, wow. a that. set. So it's a tape situation, or is it no? A real it is live. It's real live. Ooh, that's Which dope. is why if you go to rareable.com, r a r i b l e dot com, or the app, it, when you see it, the dates are starting too early um, because it's just Omarion and everybody like, <laughs> like we have to wait because even I caught COVID for a second. So um, unfortunately, the way the NFT is structured, I, I kind of may have to remove it and put it back up so mm-hmm. that the dates are... But I on my yeah. IG is like, it won't start till April. Okay. The second NFT is just a beautiful piece of artwork because the other NFT thing that I'm going to do is continuously release the transmutation series that I started on IG where I just was creating these portraits with me currently as the muse, but it'll shift Mm -hmm. over to other people, I'm sure. Um, And so then taking those Mm -hmm. and then collaging them even with more, not because I don't take the photographs of myself clearly, but like with other like, like flowers and sunsets and blah, 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 like inter, you know, inter. So... Those are all the things I'm up to. And what I realized yes, is, yes, I, thank you. you know, try not to be redundant on the web. Like, I don't tell people enough and people really don't know because I feel like I'm beating them in the head with it. But like, this is what I'm up to, y'all. Also, the upcoming album will be coming. It is coming by summer. Like, this is what okay. I claim. I think it's time. So that's that's what I got going on. Yes. Putting good energy out loud. <laughs> yes. That's the way. I was like, I, pew, pew, pew. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Us. Thank yes. y'all. Oh thank my gosh. Can I just much. say you goddesses? Just thank y'all for thinking enough of me to have me here with y'all. Because you all are everything and you all are goddesses and you're doing your thing. And I just thank you for having me. This, thank you. I'm thank so you honored. For supporting us yeah. and helping us to support you and to bring this trill. All these trail vibes to the peoples, and yeah. thank you to New Blue for supporting yes. us. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so much, Ilhan, to Winter Jazz Fest yeah. for yeah. Um, supporting our podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to Casey Benjamin on the ones and twos. Mm-hmm. Casey Benjamin, Scott McGee. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And also, okay, so I know this is going to be, we're going to be listening to this, but for those of you that are here right now, um, shout out to Lara Sofia Perez for the beautiful visuals that we're seeing tonight, Ooh, featuring yes. works by Flat Spot and DJ Lady Lane. 
um, yep. we're gonna be here for the next two weeks. So tell your people, you know what Wednesday. I'm saying? Every Wednesday, Woo. we got China Moses. Um, yes. we have Jeanette Berry, Kian, Kiana Fairclough, Kiana joining Fair us as well from WBGO. Yeah, so Shout like tell that. your peoples. And now we're about to have a set by Queen Goddess DJ Niara Sterling, yes. one of Woo. my favorite DJs. We're so lucky to have her. So make sure you guys that are here stick around. We're gonna dance, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to keep on dancing and um, make jazz trill again. Yes. Okay, well, we have, a, we have a closing thing. So you see, you're already ahead of us. You are. You so, are. so we're going to practice. So you got to say, remember to, no, damn. I was trying to squeeze it in. I and remember, I whatever you do, remember, remember to make jazz trill again. again. Okay, so now, now so, you're going to come And in. remember, remember whatever you do. Whatever you do, remember to. Make Whatever jazz. you do, remember to make, make jazz, jazz trill again. again. Okay, let me know. Okay, when, tell it. me when to <laughs> go. The drop. It's the drop. Wait, 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 wait. Whatever you do, remember to make jazz trill again. Okay, ready? And whatever you do, remember to make jazz trill again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. All right, take it. Thank y'all.